Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. This is episode 19. I'm Nick Cole. And I'm Single White Medusa. And we are here. We had another technical difficulty. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and we recorded a whole episode. And now we're going to do it again. And it went away. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, but we're, tar- we're trying our best for you. We're doing our best. Yep. Um, let's see. What do we got going on? We, we took yesterday off because it, uh, it was Single White Medusa's birthday. Celebration. celebration wasn't her birthday, but it was a celebration. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So we took the day off to do those things and have a good time, and now we are back with our Bill Gates Jeffrey Epstein deep dive part two. It's probably going to be a part three. <laughs> all right, here we go with all of Nick's uh, great commentary coming up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Microsoft's ties to Epstein. Mirvold and Epstein apparently had more in common than an interest in Russian scientific advances. When Mirvold left Microsoft to co-found Intellectual Ventures, Vanity Fair reported that he had received Epstein at the firm's office with young girls in tow who appeared to be Russian models. Yeah. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. <laughs> a source close to Mirvold and cited by Vanity Fair claimed that Mirvold spoke openly about borrowing Epstein's jet and staying at his homes in Florida and New York. And this is the guy who was Bill Gates' bestie and biographer. Mm-hmm. So very interesting with these guys. Yeah, exactly. Vanity Fair also noted that Mirvold has been accused of having sex with minors provided by Epstein by none other than Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz, who stands accused of the same crime and who had previously flown with Mirvold on Epstein's private plane. You know, I've listened to Dershowitz's take on this, and and of course they've counter-slandered him with the same thing, Mm -hmm. but Dershowitz was Epstein's, hired to be Epstein's counsel. He did uh, represent him there. I have a tendency to believe Dershowitz. He has been a real freedom fighter uh, in the classical liberal sense for freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to agree with him. But that that never stops the left with them just slurring everybody with what you really find out in the end is the thing they're actually doing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they probably know kind of who's guilty of it and who isn't. But they want to muddy the waters. Yeah. So then it makes it harder to tell. Who's who? In addition, a former colleague of Mirvold's at Microsoft later developed her own ties to Epstein. Linda Stone, who joined Microsoft in 1993 and worked directly under Mirvold, eventually became a Microsoft vice president. She introduced Epstein to Joy Ito of the MIT Media Lab after Epstein's first arrest. He has a tainted past, but Linda assures me that he's awesome, Ito said later in an email to three MIT staffers. A tainted past. Mm Mm-hmm. He was he was raping young girls, but he had a, it's just a for these people that's the do like they knew because you don't get into these kind of things without legal counsel telling you everything and everything like that. So you know if if they knew enough to know that he had a quote unquote tainted past, like just put yourself in that situation. Oh, I want you to meet this person. They have a little bit of a tainted past, but I think they could really help you. Well. Okay, common sense person says, what do you mean? Yeah. And then that person's got it. They're not going to say, oh, I don't know. It's just tainted. Mm -hmm. So you knew. Yeah. You knew and you did it. Yep. Yeah. Because Linda assured him that he's awesome. (laughs) These people are all Scott. Yeah. You you can be a child rapist and awesome Mm -hmm. in, in, in leftist uh, world domination. Get me a Nobel Peace Prize, Bill Clinton, Bill Gates uh, world. Yeah. Exactly. That's cool. You're awesome. Yep. Yeah. In Epstein's famous little black book, 
There are several phone numbers for Stone, and her emergency contact is listed as Kelly Bovino, a former model and alleged Epstein co-conspirator. After Epstein's 2019 arrest, it emerged that Epstein had directed Bill Gates to donate $2 million to the MIT lab in 2014. Epstein also allegedly secured a $5 million donation from Leon Black for the lab. Ito was forced to resign his post as the lab's director shortly after Epstein's 2019 arrest. Nathan Mirvold, Linda Stone, Joy Ito, Esther Dyson, and Bill Gates were all members of the EDGE Foundation community, edge.org website, alongside several other Silicon Valley icons. EDGE, which is described as an exclusive organization of individuals, quote, redefining who and what we are, was created by John Brockman, a self-described cultural impresario and noted literary agent. First off, if you are describing yourself as a cultural impresario, you need a good punch in the face. <laughs> exactly. Brockman is best known for his deep ties to the art world in the late 1960s, though lesser known are his various management consulting gigs for the Pentagon and White House during that same period. Edge, which The Guardian once called the world's smartest website, is an exclusive online symposium affiliated with what Brockman calls the third culture. Epstein appears to have become involved with Brockman as early as 1995 when he helped to finance and rescue a struggling book project that was managed by Brockman. Let me just say something real quick. Like, it's it's interesting, like, these people always decry the Nazis of the Third Reich. Mm. But when you get down and you scratch the surface on what they've done, what they're doing, their global initiatives, their their cultural things, it's all Nazi stuff. It's yeah. all the, the thousand-year Reich and, the, you know, the, 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 uh, the Ubermen and all this kind of stuff it's it's all nazi stuff and wouldn't it be great but it's if just we repackaged get rid of the people we don't like yeah wouldn't that be great that yeah. that was what one of them said this week mm -hmm. imagine a world where there are no republicans you would have unlimited health care and unlimited wealth education and education <laughs> just imagine like all those people who pay for this you don't have them yeah. one of them actually said that this week and when i, I can tell you right now when that side starts imagining that world, you're you're pretty close to death camps. I know. It's scary. Oh, plus, real quick on that, because I happened to just see it. Um, I just saw an article where school kids are being taught that MAGA is covert white supremacy. So there's mm. another way to get to their goal yeah. of getting rid of us. Yeah. Okay. So, Edge, however... Oh, wait. I did that. No. Edge, however, is more than just a website. For decades, it was also instrumental in bringing together tech executives, scientists who were often Brockman's clients, and Wall Street financiers through its Millionaire's Dinner, first held in 1985. In 1999, this event rebranded as the Billionaire's Dinner, and Epstein became intimately involved in these affairs and the Edge Foundation itself. Epstein was photographed attending several of the dinners, as was Sarah Kellen, Ghislaine Maxwell's chief assistant and co-conspirator in the Epstein-Maxwell-run sex trafficking and blackmail scheme. From 2001 to 2017, Epstein funded 638000 out of a total of 857000 raised by Edge. During this period, there were several years when Epstein was Edge's only donor. Epstein stopped giving in 2015, which was incidentally the same year that Edge decided to discontinue its annual billionaire's dinner tradition. Where'd he get all that money? Yeah, exactly. He was a school teacher, mm -hmm. and he worked a little bit in an analyst firm. In Wall Street, and yeah. where you but said he wasn't like, a broker. No, one, no, one, no one knew him. He wasn't a broker. Yeah, exactly. Where'd he get all that money? Where'd you get all that money, Jeff? <laughs> 
In addition, the only award Edge has ever given out, the $100,000 Edge of Computation Prize, was awarded in 2005 to quantum computing pioneer David Deutsch. It was funded entirely by Epstein. A year before he began donating heavily to Edge, Epstein had created the Jeffrey Epstein VI Foundation to fund and support cutting-edge science around the world. Since the Epstein scandal, regular attendees of the Billionaire's Dinner, sometimes called the Edge Annual Dinner, have referred to the event as an influence operation. If one follows the money, it appears it was an influence operation largely benefiting one man, Jeffrey Epstein, and his network. The evidence points toward Mirvold and Gates as being very much a part of that network, even before Epstein's involvement in Edge increased significantly. But I was told that Bill Gates had only had lunch with him. Exactly. And not until way after that. Yeah. A Tale of Two Bills. It is worth exploring the ties between the philanthropic of endeavors of Bill Gates and Bill Clinton in the early 2000s. So here we are two thirds into this article and we get the first mention of Bill Clinton, who Epstein had extensive relationships with. But mm -hmm. if you go back to the first podcast and the first moments of the article, Trump's name was thrown about. Yep. They don't tell you that Trump kicked Epstein out of his club. Exactly. And wanted nothing to do with him and had no business relationships or dealings with him. We put that up front, but we make sure to bury the Clinton lead two-thirds down mm -hmm. because we know the low-info Dem voter, and they are low-info. That is a documented fact. They can't, and I've actually documented it myself on something I did. They can't mm -hmm. get past the headline. Yeah. The, the salty, savory, sweet, oh my gosh, orange man's so bad, oh, more salty chips. <laughs> that's that's as far as they can go. So, so of course, we're going to talk about the extensive dealings now of Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates, Bill Clinton, and yes, the event horizon of evil, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Particularly given Epstein's and Ghislaine Maxwell's ties to the Clinton Foundation and the Clinton Global Initiative during, during that period. According to former Israeli intelligence operative Ari bin Menashe, Bill Clinton had been the main focus of Epstein's sexual blackmail operation in the 1990s, a claim supported by Epstein victim testimony and Epstein's intimate involvement with individuals who were close to the former president at the time. Despite tensions arising from the Clinton administration's pursuit of Microsoft's monopoly in the late 1990s, the Gates and Clinton relationship had thawed by April 2000, when Gates attended the White House Conference on the New Economy. And I want to interject something real quick. There is a well-documented fact that Bill Clinton evaded his personal protection, Secret Service. Mm -hmm. These are people that are there to protect him. They're, they're like... Bill Clinton had death threats from many people mm -hmm. and many nations. Yeah. And something about this relationship was so secure to him that he was willing to take the people who will take a bullet for him and evade them to put his himself completely in Jeffrey Epstein's hands. Mm -hmm. Epstein could have been a foreign actor. He could have just flown off to like Iran with him. Yeah. And there wasn't a damn thing Fat Boy could have done, done about it. Exactly. You know, so, so like that, like in this, in, in the middle of this story, <clears throat> yeah, in the middle of the story, dig down for a second and realize that was the pull that whatever was going on here had over Bill Clinton. Exactly. He literally risked his, did, life. <laughs> risked his life to be with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. I mean, crazy. that's gay. 
Attendees besides Gate included close Epstein associate Lynn Forrester, now Lady de Rothschild. Rothschild! That name again. I smell global elitism! <laughs> and then Secretary of the Treasury Larry Summers, who has also come under fire for his Epstein ties. Yeah, all the lizards are coming out. Yeah. Another attendee was White House Chief of Staff Thomas Mac McClarty, whose special assistant Mark Middleton met with Epstein at least three times at the Clinton White House. Man, Epstein, like, this was not a casual guy. He no. was all up in your junk. Exactly. Middleton was fired after press reports surfaced detailing his ties to illegal donations linked to foreign governments that had been made to Clinton's 1996 re-election campaign. Another participant in the conference was Janet Yellen, Biden's current Secretary of the Treasury. Yeah, she's a goblin. Ugh, I know. Gates spoke at a conference panel titled Closing the Global Divide, Health, Education, and Technology. He discussed how the mapping of the human genome would result in a new era of technological breakthroughs and discussed the need to offer internet access to everyone to close the digital divide and allow the new internet-based economy to take shape. Everybody needs the internet so we can keep track of you. Yeah. But they frame it as... Everybody needs the internet so that you can have your, you can live your best life. What do we realize now? The, the internet is nothing but a tracking device. Yeah, exactly. What are they up to? I know. What are they up to? Any theories? Uh, it's not for the greater good. No. I can tell you that. I mean, it's for their greater good. I don't know what it is, but it ain't for your greater good. Anytime these people get together late at night to figure out how to help you, rest assured they are not helping you. No. <laughs> yeah. At the time, Gates was backing a company along with American telecom billionaire Craig McCaw that hoped to establish a global internet service provider monopoly through a network of low-orbit satellites. That company, Teledesic, shut down between 2002 and 2003 and is credited as being the inspiration for Elon Musk's Starlink. Bill Clinton and Bill Gates entered the world of philanthropy around the same time, with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation launching in 2000 and the Clinton Foundation in 2001. Not only that, but Wired described the two foundations as being, quote, at the forefront of a new era in philanthropy in which decisions, often referred to as investments, are made with the strategic precision demanded of business and government, then painstakingly tracked to gauge their success. Other media outlets, however, such as HuffPost, challenged that these foundations engaged in, quote, philanthropy and asserted that calling them such was causing the rapid deconstruction of the accepted term. HuffPost further noted that the Clinton Global Initiative, part of the Clinton Foundation, the Gates Foundation, and a few similar organizations all point in the direction of blurring the boundaries between philanthropy, business, and nonprofits. It noted that this model for, quote, philanthropy has been promoted by the World Economic Forum. Ding, the ding, American ding, Institute. the World Economic Forum. There they are again. There they are again and the Milken Institute. It is also worth noting that several of Epstein's own philanthropic vehicles were also created just as this new era in philanthropy was let, beginning. Let me jump in on the concept of philanthropy real quick. What I have noticed is with the left and liberals is there's never any helping for the sake of helping. Um, like Christians, they'll give their tithes or people will be like, oh, I really feel passionate about this cause. I wanna, I wanna help these orphans in China, I'm gonna give it. And they don't expect anything in return. With the left, and you can see this like in public radio, give now and like you get free tickets to a concert or an iPod player or something like they always want something out of it. Mm -hmm. And at the higher levels, these people are not taking their money and decide. And they always frame it as they are trying to help you. 
but I can guarantee you at the end of the day, their philanthropic efforts are usually to enrich them in some way, shape, or form. When we get to Michael Milken, a known bad, savage, economic criminal mm -hmm. has suddenly experienced a change of heart and he wants to help the world. No, he has not. <laughs> <clears throat> the Milken Institute was founded by Michael Milken, the yeah. notorious Wall Street junk bond. King. No, he, no, but he—he's the king. But but he's like the Grinch. He's had a change of heart. He, was, he wants to help us little who's down in Whoville. <laughs> he was indicted on ninety-eight counts of ninety-eight. That's not like Martha fraud. Stewart, who is just like a one, like she got a stock tip from Snoop Dogg. Exactly. No, ninety-eight is you are like you are a serial killer of insider training. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He served little prison time and was ultimately pardoned by Donald Trump. You know how much you would serve? You'd serve oh. a lot. Oh, yeah. But yeah. For 98 and, Yeah, and, and you know yeah. what? We got to give the strike where the strike is. Pardoned by Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Trump, we don't like that. <laughs> Milken committed his crimes while working alongside Leon Black and Ron Perelman at Drexel Burnham Lambert before his scandalous collapse. <laughs> exactly. Black was deeply tied to Epstein, even having Epstein manage his personal philanthropic foundation for several years, even after Epstein's first arrest. Perelman was a major... What were you arrested? Before you manage all my money, my vast millions, what were you arrested for, Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> you be Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, this and that. You know. Well, I'm going to need a little more information. <laughs> what is the this? What is the that? I'll circle back to you. No, no, no. We need to know. What were you doing that got you arrested? I'm going to give you several million dollars. I should know. Maybe you stole money. Well, I was just introducing my friends to beautiful young women. What's how, wrong with How that? young? How young? <laughs> exactly. Are we still going? We're still going. We're improving. Oh, you know, I don't check. It's, it's rude to ask Well, of course they were legal. I mean, they were illegal. Why... But then why were you arrested, Jeffrey Epstein? Well, you know, I mean, apparently maybe a couple of them ended up being. Yeah. I didn't know. Well, don't <laughs> worry. In liberal leftist world, that's awesome. <laughs> exactly. Because women are stupid and dumb and we can just use them for everything. And if you don't think that's how they think, remember, they take away roles from women in Hollywood actresses, especially older actresses, who need jobs and they give them to trans men. Exactly. Women always get taken for a ride. And always. Let's not even get started so, about the so trans when, uh, high yeah. school sports thing. Yeah. So so when two like scumbags like this get together and Jeff Repstein goes, oh, I was having sex with underage girls and providing them to my wealthy and powerful friends. Not even a blip on the road. They're like, well, as long as you didn't steal any money, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, they, they don't care about women. Like women. And, and the sad thing is like women do a lot of the times tend to be left liberal, you know, or feely or whatever it is. But I would just say like in every um, cultural movement, it's amazing how women come out for it and are absolutely mistreated by it. Like BLM. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. BLM culture. Black Lives Matter, black culture, rap culture, thug culture, nothing more demeaning to women. Mm -hmm. Nothing more demeaning to women. Yeah. But everybody's out there marching for it. Trans rights. What the trans people are saying is we can be better women than you. Mm -hmm. You're horrible at being a woman. Look at me. Look how great I am. Give me your job. Let me race you down the field. 
uh, gay rights, you know, are you, are you not getting the fact that they're rejecting you? They, they, they've, they've decided they, they would have rather have sex with their own kind than, than somehow give you a child, put a ring on it, and, and take care of you for the rest of your life and have a partnership and everything like that. They would rather be gay than be with you. Like, and yet women will support all of these movements mm-hmm. because they are kind and nurturing and mm-hmm. they fall for the dumbest stories in the entire world. Sorry. I love you women. You're great. You're too good for this world. And one more thing on that front yeah. is that I think a lot of times feminist types are convinced yeah. by men to objectify themselves right. and yeah. telling them yes. like, see how free you'll be. Take off your top yeah, for the patriarchy. Exactly. You know, and you're like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but they do. I see that. They do. I see that point. I know. Yeah. I wish they all did. I know. So anyway. You wish they all took off their tops? No, I wish they all saw oh, okay. the saw the thinly veiled. They don't because women there. women feel and they don't think. Mm. Men think and they don't feel. I think. To well, you're a robot. <laughs> I'm a robot. But but I'm just saying generalization and I, and I, and there's shades of it. Women don't always not feel or not think or whatever. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, if we're using so- sociological uh, applications, women are the feelers, men are the thinkers, and that's why when you're together, you make a great team. Yeah. And when you're on your own, trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Perelman was a major Clinton donor whose 1995 fundraiser for the then president was attended by Epstein and whose companies offered jobs to Webster Hubble and Monica Lewinsky after their respective scandals in the Clinton administration. Like Gates, Milken had transformed his reputation for ruthlessness in the corporate world into one of a prominent philanthropist. He went from being a serial killer in the financial world to being a great guy who helps people. Yeah. Because he just did. He just decided to do that one day. Because he served no jail time and he got away with millions and millions of dollars. And he just decided, I've done enough sin and crime. I'm just going to be, I'm going to help the world out now. Yeah. Um, If you believe that, I would like to sell you uh, Wyoming. (laughs) And I own it because you're that dumb. (laughs) Much of his philanthropy benefits the Israeli military and illegal Israeli settlements in occupied Palestine. Illegal! Which I would argue according are, not, to this, are not illegal. According to this author, they're illegal. <laughs> yeah. Years after creating their foundations, Gates and Clinton discussed how they have long bonded over their shared mission of normalizing this new model of philanthropy. And r- raping underage girls. That's part of the new model. Models. <laughs> the new Model. models, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of like in their PowerPoints, like, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this for the economy. We're gonna provide wells and water and internet and access and free education. And then like the fifth bullet point is like rape underage girls. You know, and, like he's like, ah, who cares? Girls are dumb. Yeah, we can get away with murder with girls. I've even murdered a girl. That's what they're all saying, because no one cares, obviously. (laughs) In their circles. (laughs) Yeah, in their circles, no one cares. Exactly. They're monsters. Gates spoke to Wired in 2013 about their forays into developing regions. I bet they did. (laughs) And cites the close partnerships between their organizations. Yikes. I know. In that interview, Gates revealed... It's a biological stew you don't want to be involved in. That's for sure. Gates revealed that he had met Clinton before he had become president, stating, I knew him before he was president, I knew him when he was president, and I know him now that he's not president. See, that's an odd thing to say, to say it that way. 
Yeah. And that just shows what a robot brain is. <laughs> that's true. You know, or just something weird about that. But that's not how normal people talk. That's how freaks talk. That's how dudes who can't score in a refugee camp with a fistful of Toblerones talk. <laughs> exactly. Had to bring that one back because that was good. I like that one. That was one. a good one. Also in that interview, Clinton stated that after he left the White House, he sought to focus on two specific things. The first is the Clinton Health Access Initiative, or CHI, which he stated exists thanks largely to funding from the Gates Foundation. And the second is the Clinton Global Initiative, CGI, quote, where I try to build a global network of people to do their own thing. See that, see, again, always look at the things that they say. They say these things that make people feel, but they don't mean anything. So it's a global initiative to let people do their own thing. I'm like, I don't think people have a problem with doing their own thing. I don't think you make networks and organizations for individuals. You make them for groups. And so what you're really saying is here's some meaningless stuff Mm -hmm. um, so that you guys can all, you know, bend to my will and, and I can raise money off of you and whatever. But no one's like, hey, you know, Trapper Johnson, you know, like. I want to build a global initiative to help you kill more beavers up in Ottawa, Canada. You know, the, the trapper doesn't need your help uh, clubbing beavers over the head and skinning them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Very this true. is just, it's all pucky. Like every yeah. time a liberal talks uh, or a leftist talks, uh, if you really listen, it's all meaningless. Uh, they never tell you the truth. They just tell you like, like Fauci, you know, like just all the lies about masks, telling his friends, you don't have to wear a mask, mm-hmm. but then telling the rest of us, oh, you've got a mask up for the rest of your life. Exactly. You know, they ought to be tried for war crimes. I know. They ought to be tried for every kid who killed himself. I know. They ought to be tried economically in civil court for every business that went out of business. Yep. Because they, they, they knew the truth and they told the rest of us a lie. And if that doesn't bring down governments and civilizations and societies, then I don't know what does. But I'm tired of the Hitlers. Me too. And all these these uh, charities of theirs and their mission statements, yeah. it was just reminding me of George Costanza's made-up yeah. made charity. Human the human the fund. Human fund. <laughs> it's a fund for humans. I'd like to meet a rich guy who's like, no, I made a bunch of money and uh, it's mine. Go make your own. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to spend it on rocket pants. But I'll be helping the economy. Yeah. I'll be contributing I, I, to it. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. But they always like, they always try to tell you, I've made so much money now. I want to give back. And it's like, yeah, Bill Gates, but you got richer. Mm-hmm. You know, now that you're not relevant in computer stuff anymore, because he isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids are smarter than him. Now he's moved over to vaccines and helping everybody. Yeah. Except he keeps getting richer from vaccines and helping everybody. Mm-hmm. Could be something to that. Might want to look into that. Yeah. The Clinton Health Access Initiative first received an $11 million donation from the Gates Foundation in 2009. Over the last 12 years, the Gates Foundation has donated more than $497 million to CHI. CHI was initially founded in 2002 with the mission of tackling HIV-AIDS globally through strong government relationships and addressing market inefficiencies. Meaningless stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and AIDS is bad, so give me money and I'm going to... I'm going to address inequality in the the business thing, and I'm going to make government work harder for you. (laughs) Bull pucky. Exactly. It's always meaningless stuff. It's just yet another ploy for them to get all up in your business day. Yes. 
The Gates Foundation's significant donations, however, began not long after Chai's expansion into malaria diagnostics and treatments. Notably, in 2011, Tachi Yamada, the former president of the Gates Foundation's Global Health Program, joined Chai's board alongside Chelsea Clinton. Regarding the CGI... Who the hell is Chelsea Clinton? I know. What has she done? Like, what, no, I mean, really, honestly, what the hell has Chelsea Clinton ever done? Like... Here's a bunch of people that at least have computer degrees or medical degrees or whatever. What the hell has Chelsea Clinton ever done? Yeah. Gone to, gone to whatever, law school or something, right? Whatever. But Yeah. Whatever she, I, I'd love to meet the one time she ever practiced law. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I, sure I, it was law school, was it? Whatever it is, whatever it she's done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And yet she's vaunted as like, I mean, like some people just fail upwards. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the left does. Yeah. Regarding the Clinton's other group, the CGI, um, Clinton Global Initiative, Epstein's defense lawyers argued in court in 2007 that Epstein had been part of the original group that conceived of the Clinton Global Initiative, which was first launched in 2005. But I was told that they'd only become friends at lunch one day. I know. <laughs> Who knew that they were in millions in of dollars? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah this is crazy. Yeah. Mm. Epstein's lawyers described the CGI as a project, quote, bringing together a community of global leaders to devise and implement innovative solutions to some of the world's most pressing challenges. I would like for once just to say, why don't you guys sit this one out? Why don't you just let us figure it out? Just, yeah. you know, but no, no, there's, yeah. there's more to it than this. Yeah. The Gates Foundation gave the CGI a total of $2.5 million between 2012 and 13, in addition to its massive donations to the Chai, and an additional $35 million to the Clinton Foundation itself. But I barely knew him, but I did give him $2 million. I mean, this is Gates and Bill Clinton, but is that, do they kind of claim no, to No, because Epstein well? is the connection yeah. between both of them. Yeah, that's true. You know, barely knew him, but I gave millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to the Gates Foundation donations, Gates's Microsoft has been intimately involved in other philanthropic projects backed by Clinton. I'm Leonard Harris. <laughs> in addition to these ties, Hillary Clinton established a partnership between the Clinton uh -oh. Foundation nee, and nee, the nee, Gates Foundation. Nee, 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 nee. <laughs> nee, nee, nee. Anytime you have Hillary Clinton involved, you got to play that song. Exactly. Because she is the event horizon of all happiness, goodness, and joy. So true. Flowers wilt in her passage. Puppies die. Children lose the will to live. Thus is Hillary Clinton. True that. Um, let's see. A partnership between the Clinton Foundation and the Gates Foundation in 2014. Uh, as part of the Clinton's No Ceilings Initiative. That partnership... No ceilings. Through. None. What is this? We hate ceilings. <laughs> but the rain, it keeps the rain off. Not those kind of ceilings, you idiot. Glass ceilings. Glass ceilings. <laughs> that was the best part of her failure oh, as yeah. uh, president. Is like they had this big, uh, they had this big thing planned when she was going to be elected. Because everybody, hey, I even thought she was going to be elected, uh -huh. and she was going to step on center stage at the Javits Center, and and the 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 digital glass ceiling was going to break, and she was going to come out there in her little Chairman Mao uh, little girl outfit that they had affected for her and everything like that. And, and I'm glad that in the end, she ended up in a drunken rage later that night, throwing ashtrays at the Secret Service <laughs> and screaming that Obama did it all to her. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? Life comes at you fast. It sure does. 
That partnership sought to, quote, gather and analyze data about the status of women and girls' participation around the world and involve the two foundations working with leading technology partners to collect these data and compile So let me them. get this straight real quick. Hillary Clinton, who is, there's no one that's ever going to tell you she's a good person. Right. Like, only like cult members. Yeah. But the other players involved are Bill Gates and his rapist biographer. Yeah. Who's who's raping Russian models and things like that. Um, Jeffrey Epstein, known rapist. Bill Clinton, accused rapist. Yep. Um, these people are all helping young women and girls. Yeah, oh, I know. Great, got that. Nothing could go wrong yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, does Ted Bundy want to help people? <laughs> exactly. Uh, is Jeffrey Dahmer starting a cooking class? You know, like, do you want MS-13 to take over the Boy Scouts? I mean, these are all equivalent examples of letting Gates... Uh, uh, Clinton and Epstein anywhere near young girls. I know. Yeah. That is so true. <laughs> Months before the partnership was announced, Gates and Epstein met for dinner and discussed the Gates Foundation and philanthropy, according to the New York Times. During Hillary Clinton's unsuccessful run for president in 2016... Remember, it was just an unsuccessful run. It wasn't a defeat. Now, when Donald Trump lost this last time, he was defeated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just an unsuccessful run. <laughs> and just, you know, that makes it sound like it's so weird. Yeah. Why the word choices they use instead of, you know, the who, what, when, and why, and where. Yeah. She was defeated by Donald Trump. Exactly. It wasn't an unsuccessful run. She failed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was actually quite a successful run. Yeah. She beat everybody to get there or, you know, basically iced them mm -hmm. um, or bought them off or did all kinds of. But she she like she ran successfully. She completed the run. They voted and everything like that. It looked like to all of us, for all intents and purposes, she was going to win. Yeah. That seems very successful to me. But alas, she was defeated by Orange Mando Baldo Donald Trumpo. <laughs> yep. Yes. And this is interesting. Which I think in Spanish is like Naranjo. <laughs> Naraha. Yeah. Naraha. Naranja, something like Naraha that. Naraha Mano El Malo. <laughs> <laughs> and both Bill and Melinda Gates were on her short list as potential yeah, options for imagine vice president. That. Imagine that. Bill Gates as Ooh. vice president or that man that he married, Melinda Gates. <laughs> you know, like imagine the like no no skills, no political connections, no like ever having run a committee, been in any kind of government, done all that boring bureaucracy stuff. Leadership skills. Yeah. No. But here they are. She like, and remember how much, how they made fun of Trump for being incompetent. Mm -hmm. And, and you were like, yeah, but at least Trump picked Pence who had been elected to several positions and knew the mechanisms of government. Yeah. You were going to pick Bill Gates who can't even scorn a refugee camp with a fistful of Toblerones. <laughs> <laughs> Trotting that one again. Yeah. Out again. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. It's a funny one. In addition, Epstein attempted to become involved in the Gates Foundation directly, as seen by his efforts to convince the Gates Foundation to partner with J.P. Morgan on a multi-billion dollar glo global health charitable fund that would have resulted in hefty fees paid out to Epstein, who was very involved with J.P. Morgan at the time. But I thought this was a global health fund to help people. Why are there hefty fees being paid out? I know. Because it's all a con and rich people are scum. Exactly. 
Though that fund never materialized, Epstein and Gates did discuss Epstein becoming involved in Gates's philanthropic efforts. Some of these contacts were not reported by the mainstream press until after the Bill and Melinda Gates divorce. Now that's so weird. Huh. Why would the mainstream press cover this up? Oh, this seems like an that. important story. <laughs> I know. Hmm, interesting. Very. Why would the security cameras be turned off when Jeffrey Epstein just got his act together and hung himself with a bed sheet? Mm-hmm. Even we though he was a narcissist. Any psychologist can tell you yeah. a narcissist will not kill themselves. Yeah. Exactly. Yet, as mentioned, it was known that Epstein had directed Gates to donate to at least one organization, $2 million in 2014 to the MIT media But I thought lab. they were just lunchtime buddies. Yeah. Going to, like, what's the, you know, some soup place. Exactly. And, and getting takeout soup and, and having... Hail and hearty soup. Hail and hearty <laughs> soup. And, you know, like, having a, having a soup and, uh, you know, just discussing how to make the world a better place. Oh, you know, could you give me $2 million? Yeah. Yeah, I got it right here in my pocket. Let me cut you a check. Yeah, you know how you do. Yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> There's a, like, a lot of accountants and lawyers are involved in that. There's a lot, in the, in the movement of $2 million, there's a lot going on, you know. Unless yeah. the $2 million was for, you know, services rendered at the <laughs> old mansion. <laughs> Marble Gatesy Kid Score. I like Unless voice. he's got two million dollars, <laughs> man, Woo. man, Bill Goodness. Gates is a mess. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure. More than we know, even still, I think. I think that when mm -hmm. a reporter or anyone has to have an interview with Bill Gates, I think that you feel like like dirty, and you need a hot shower, and you need to like like be around beautiful people. Because he's not only, like, disgusting and slimy, he's also, like, greasy in that computer nerd way. And he's probably, like, super boring and hard to talk to. And I wonder and, like, if he has, like, really atrocious eating habits. I'll bet you, like yeah, because like, I've seen that with people yeah. like that. They have, like, they have, like, they have weird social skills that they're not aware of. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But he has so much money that no one will ever say the truth. Which yeah. is, you know, why journalists are heroes. Remember... The journalists are all heroes, and they fought the dictator, Orange Man Bad, who never silenced them, like Barack Obama did. And they brought you this, oh, so improved world that we now have. Yeah, yeah. journalism year. is really helping yeah. by covering Thanks. up Thanks, what an awful person Bill Gates is. Yeah. <laughs> Recent revelations about Gates and Epstein meetings that took place between 2013 and 14 have further underscored the importance Epstein apparently held in the world of billionaire philanthropy, with Gates reportedly claiming that Epstein was his ticket to winning a Nobel Prize. Norwegian media, however, reported in October 2020 that Gates and Epstein had met the Nobel Committee chair, which failed to make a splash in international media. So let's time. stop there and let's an analyze two things. Then we'll call it a day and we'll pick up with the third section of this podcast tomorrow. But the first thing is, okay, Jeffrey Epstein is, as Bill Gates says in there, my ticket. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that this is Epstein's first rodeo. True. In getting a Nobel Peace Prize. It means like when you are a rich person, you can afford the best. You don't just flip open the telephone book and say, I need Al's, you know, triple A marble to come and do my bathroom. You get the best guy in the biz because you have all the money. And people tell you who the best guy is because he's done work for other people. He has a track record. So they try to make it seem like, you know, Epstein, uh, this is the one time he ever tried to help anybody. 
But the truth is, is because of this, all Nobel Peace Prizes are now suspect because this person had a track record with it. Mm -hmm. Hmm, I wonder if journalists would journalize who that might be. It certainly couldn't be Paul Krugman Mm -hmm. at the New York Times for economics, who is consistently wrong about everything Everything. and said that the internet would go away in 2005. And yet because of his massive intellect and brilliance, Mm -hmm. he has a Nobel Peace Prize. Paul Krugman's in New York. Jeffrey Epstein was in New York. I wonder Mm. if Paul Krugman ever went to Jeffrey Epstein's house. Someone should look that up. Like Mm. someone should just take all the incompetent people who got Nobel Nobel Peace Prizes and look at the Epstein. You know what? I bet data the data, the Paul Revere data, could find us exactly who, blah, 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 blah. So Mm -hmm. it's very interesting. The other thing that this highlights is apparently to get a Nobel Peace Prize, you have to make a splash. You don't just do science or investigate or revolutionize the world like we're all taught in science class or like we're all, you know, like he's a Nobel, she's a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Madam Curie, all these people, all these brilliant scientists. Mm -hmm. And now we're told that somehow there's a wine, a plastic cup wine and cheese cube party where you've got to make a splash with a pedophile, you know, uh, millionaire Mm -hmm. uh, bankrolling the whole thing. That tells you that science is all pucky. It's all politicized. It's all manipulated. And let me prove that to you right now today. Uh, the science is settled, the science is settled, the science is settled until Fauci gets in trouble. And then suddenly the science about wearing a mask and the virus is dynamic. It's not settled, except it was settled when you need, when you had all that certainty to destroy our country, cause children to kill themselves, cause people to kill themselves, cause businesses to be lost, destroy America and bring about a rise of, you were absolutely certain that we needed to wear masks, we needed to lock down, but the moment you get in trouble, suddenly the science is dynamic. Yep. They're scum. They're all scum. And we'll be back tomorrow, and that...